money provides fuel for your business systems and infrastructure and all kinds of expansions that you guys have planned you might need to get more employees if you're a wedding planner you need considerably more hands than if you are a wedding photographer for instance so i'm a wedding photographer i don't need too many folks in fact i run my business without having a payroll because i have subcontractors people that i call in from time to time to edit second shooters design that sort of thing but if you're a wedding planner and um, especially those wedding planners in abuja for instance who happen to do both wedding planning and uh, decor work you need considerably um, more hands you know you need the people who do the um, actual lifting and shuffling and arranging on the wedding day you probably need to have um, a store with an inventory manager you probably need to have um, designers on payroll or maybe people that you work with routinely um, because you subcontract just like I do um, graphics people um, office assistants um, delivery crew you need to sort out buildings and rent um, you also need to sort out equipment and leasing those sorts of things so it's not just for um, wedding planners who double as decor people but you find that the rest of us whether we are wedding photographers or video people or whatever in some way or another these are the infrastructure and the different systems that you need in place like counting systems um let's see what else uh control systems to make sure that people don't steal stuff damage stuff pilfer stuff so these are all the business systems and infrastructure that we need to run our business and money provides for this now what is the source of this money you will find if you are a long-term listener of this podcast that the source of money that i tend to pay more mind to is sales or what some other people called bootstrapping they are not necessarily the same thing because to bootstrap you can bootstrap from your savings but the idea about being a sales driven organization is that we're going to run out hit the floor you know hit traffic try and gener generate as many leads as possible you know get uh, customers clients and it's from the profits that we get from that that we're going to grow our businesses and that is what i tend to focus on or obsess about in my writings and on this podcast so if this is your first time listening uh do not be surprised if judging from the bent of uh, this topic and future topics you find that that seems to be my fascination so i'm declaring it from the beginning that that is kind of where i will always start off the conversation now trying to grow by using sales or bootstrapping requires you to have a questioning and conversation based framework a lot of us born bred brought up in nigeria assume that the sales game is a toasting game that like you have to look good you have to talk smooth you have to be fast you have to be charming and stuff like that now all those other things help but the bottom line is if you stammer and you're ugly and you have pimples you can still make it work because what you need is a questioning based framework and a conversation based framework all you have to do is to talk and ask questions 
you need to ask questions about your client's desired outcomes. So if you're a wedding planner, it's not about dressing sharp, talking slick, and being smooth, and saying, this is what we offer, package A, B, and C. It's about getting in there, first of all, and trying to find out what their desired outcomes are, what is their ideal goal for the wedding, what is that ultimate vision that they're working towards, and then you, who knows intimately your packages A, B, all the way to Z, will be able to know what would best suit them, what to take out, what to put in, and things of that nature. So it has to be a questioning and uh, conversation-based framework. Find out what their desired outcomes are. We also need to find out what the time frames are because that will determine how fast or how slow we are going to go ahead with the process if we need um, a lot of follow-up or if we can lean back because if someone gets in touch today in 2021 for a wedding in 2023 it's obvious that you don't need to be full steam ahead but if someone gets in touch in may of 2021 for a date in uh, july of 2021 then you know that perhaps you're going to have to be more on the ball so time frames are important we also need to have questions and conversation tactics around figuring out uh, budget and monetary expectations. So to be good at building your business and acquiring money through sales, this is just what you need. A questioning framework and a conversation-based framework. So if you're pretty, if you're handsome, you talk nice, you talk fast, you talk smooth, you have the right look, you have the right gadgets, you have the right effigy, you have the right connects, all that will help. But if you're ugly, short, bald, pimpled face, um, black, stoogy fingers, uh, what else? It might slow you down a bit, but the bottom line is, if you have the questioning and the right conversation framework, you are going to make pro um, progress. Because ultimately, what people are concerned about is not necessarily you per se, but whether you can help them get to their desired goals. So it's possible to have someone with the right polish and with the right presentation skills who is going to lose out to you if you happen to be on the other end of uh, the table. If you are the Raz, ugly, unpolished one, if you are the one who can help them achieve uh, their outcomes, then obviously you are going to be the one who will win the day. But anyway, let's not worry about things that are beyond our control. What I look like and what you look like has already been determined by our parents the day that uh, they gave birth to us. So let's focus on things that are within our control. Our questioning uh, techniques, our conversation techniques, that is entirely within our control. Let's focus on that and let's leave genetics and all the other stuff out of it. Now, the second source of money that you're going to get to build your business will be through um, debt, business loans or borrowed capital. Let me repeat, debt, business loans, borrowed capital, or whatever it is that you want to call it. I have heard repeatedly people say that you can get money from friends, family, and fools, the three Fs. I have heard that at different uh, business sessions in Abuja, and um, please, by all means, let's take out the third F. Let's not say um, fools. It's not the right way to go about thinking about these sorts of things. So I'd rather say friends, family, and associates, not friends, family, and fools. So friends, family, and associates can be a source of borrowed capital that we can use 
to pay our employees, get our office assistants, buy our spanking new cameras or our new baking ovens or whatever it is that we need and pay for Instagram advertisements and office space. So yes, we can get money from our friends, family and our associates. You can also gain money from banks, cooperatives, um, what else? Those um, sorts of things. Now, some of you might say, banks, Nigeria, please, let's be realistic. And maybe in the past, that was the case. But if you've been a regular listener of the podcast, you remember one of the episodes where I was in touch with a marketing operative from uh, Sterling Bank, the Islamic banking division, and they had some um, financing leasing products that they wanted to discuss with me. I had a look at it and I uh, discovered that it wasn't something that I could use in growing my own business because I do not need huge uh, capital outlay. When I say capital outlay, I mean capital in terms of machines and stuff like that. So I spoke about it on the podcast because I figured those of you who are wedding planners who also double as decor people could use these sorts of things. You know, you need to buy, I don't know, machines that sew fabric or you need to buy machines that cut wood and things like that. So the Islamic financing was designed for that sort of thing. You open up an account with them. Um, you uh, you maintain a minimum balance. Then they buy the machine and hand the machine over to you. But legally speaking, the machine belongs to the bank, even though you're the one who is the operator. And then, of course, it's sort of like a hire purchase agreement. And then over time, you pay back the cost of the uh, machine. And then the machine now belongs to you. So those sorts of things are available nowadays. You just have to um, ask around. So I don't know how you get that kind of information if you have to search over the internet or just walk into the banking hall. I was lucky because there's a family friend of mine who knows um, that I'm self-employed. So he's always constantly pushing things like this my way. So he spoke to the Sterling Bank folks and it was like, um, get in touch with his young blood, you know, um, you guys might be able to do some business um, together. So banks, it is an option and hopefully it will become an increasing option for the future. Cooperatives are also an option. Where I come from, I'm Teve, I'm from Benway State. Uh, people form associations where everybody gets together and I think different tribes do this as well. I know Igbo people do it a lot. I don't know about uh, Hausa, Yoruba, or other tribes. But people get together and they say every month, you know, bring a 100k and put it to the common purse. And, uh, you know, at the end of X number of months, um, we all get to draw down on the money, stuff like that. You can call it a primitive way of um, saving. Or some of these people just uh, gather the money in the cooperative so that people can use it for their individual um uh, business needs, um, interest-free, stuff like that. So these sorts of things happen. And um, I guess it's not a bad idea to be a member of one of them. I've never considered it anyway. Maybe I might in the future. But these are sorts of the options that are available, um, sources of money that you can use to grow your business. Now, for friends, family, and associates, there's a caveat that I need, uh, that I would like to put out, because I've seen some people burned by this. When you're accepting money from uh, friends, family, and associates, if it's Momsi and Popsi you're collecting money from, I guess there's no yawa there because if you don't pay back, um, it might not be too much of a quarrel. 
and maybe in the beginning they give you the money as a loan but realistically speaking they're gifting it off to you because they want you to be independent but sometimes you're collecting money from uncles or aunties and former associates maybe back in the day when you worked in zenith bank and you're now out doing your thing as a baker or a planner or as a photographer and people think that they want to invest some money in you that's all fine and good but we need to be clear about what the time frames are and expectations regarding profit and repayment and things of that nature there was a young uh a younger friend of mine was getting into the photography business really talented and uh, he took a bunch of money and when i went to see him at the um, office because i had an office layout that was linked to um, studio shooting space and i had marketing staff and stuff like that you know i was concerned I, I was like you know this is cool you've really set this up really well but with the amount of money that these uh, financiers have pumped into you i think they're going to want to see immediate returns and he said oh no 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 that uh, they have realistic expectations it's, it's, it's not a big deal it's not like they're going to be on his neck um, very soon and unfortunately his assessment of the situation wasn't correct in less than a year they're already on his case about um, repayments and things like that you know they pumped in a huge amount of money and you know how people think oh you're a wedding photographer you charge 300k you charge 500k okay let's say will be he charged 2 million uh, you should be able to charge you know 800k worst case scenario so if i give you 500k now you should be able to give me back uh you know 1 million at the end of a year or something like that you know those are the sorts of expectations that people have because they think in the wedding industry that we basically just go around printing money um yeah that it's uh we're flush with profits and so people can um, repay you know you get to hear of the uh, celebrity planner who charged uh, x million for dangote's wedding or whatever and so they just assume that everybody's raking in the millions so you need to be clear about that because realistically speaking you're just starting out in photography if somebody drop, uh, drops um, three million into you invest three million in your establishment you guys need to be pretty clear that that three million is not going to come out that first year realistically speaking i mean things can happen and you might take off like a rocket ship but realistically speaking somebody drops 3m on you and he's expecting all that back in one year uh, just just might not happen anyway bottom line is um the whole thing folded up they liquidated everything sold equipment my guy even lost his camera in the in the, uh, in the whole thing because he had to um bears on personal losses as well so they liquidated everything the partnership ended and my um, guy left abj to go and try doing some stuff um someplace else so we need to be clear about time frames expectations and things of that nature when we're dealing with friends family and associates it needs to be very clear sometimes the expectations are much 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 different so with all that we've gone over today which is the better way should you rely on sales should you bootstrap, rely on your savings, or should you get some debt, business debt? I'll leave that to you to decide. But whichever one you do decide, sales skills and sales training are going to make your approach a lot easier. If you're taking um, a sales uh, and bootstrapping approach, then of course, the better you are at questioning and conversations, the more money you make over the long term. If you're going to get... Um, debt borrowed capital 
even if it's from cooperatives and stuff like that, you still need to be able to handle a conversation, the right kind of conversation, to tease out what it is that we're getting into, what time frames are we looking at, what kind of expectations are we looking at. You need to you need the sales and conversation skills to lock down the um, to lock down the agreement on that end, and then when you're done with that. Eventually, you're still going to need sales skills to bring in the profits anyway from which you use to repay the capital and to repay the interest. So whichever way you decide, you still have to take selling and sales and marketing conversation skills very seriously. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Taveshima Ayede. I will catch you guys on the next recording.